This is the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hello and welcome along to episode 10 of Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. My name is Andy Matthews and on this particular episode... This is part two of the previous podcast, and in this we continue our conversation in relation to branding through audio, the power of radio advertising. Some big names in this particular podcast as well. We are going to be talking to Kieran Cunningham, the CEO of Radio Centre Ireland. Uh, it's been going for about a year now and going exceptionally well. And in the previous podcast, you heard from from both contributors who um, are saying it's it's doing a great job. We'll find out more about that in just a little while. But first, Brian McCarthy from Urban Media joins us. Brian, exactly what is your title and what do you do for Urban Media? Yeah, uh, hi Andy. Uh, So I am the uh, Commercial and Operations Director for Wireless Ireland and as part of that obviously I head up Urban Media which is the national sales house. So we look after all the national clients, uh, all the agency business. So uh, I I run a wonderful team. They're very lucky to have a brilliant uh, both sales and digital team within that and um, you know, we, I suppose, essentially our job is to create solutions for our clients. Okay, so so just explain to me now, and pardon my ignorance, but so urban media and wireless, the connection there, What's how does that work or, or how is that set up? Absolutely. Yeah, so Wireless Ireland is a radio group. We're part of um, News UK in Ireland, uh, and we own a number of different radio stations. And, uh, and as part of that, we also own Urban Media, which is a sales house, uh, which sells those stations for Wireless Ireland, but also represents two other stations in Galway Bay FM and WLR as well. Okay, and but which which other stations? So we've got those. So I presume FM 104 yes. is one of those? Yeah. Yeah, so the Wireless Ireland stations would be FM 104 and Q102 in Dublin. They'd be okay. 96 FM and C103 in Cork, Live 95 in Limerick, and LMFM, which covers the kind of Loudmead area. And we also have a station in Belfast, which is U105. Okay, well, big brands. So... Uh, as regards, say, radio at the moment, is it in a good place? I think it is. Um, I think it's, you know, I think audio in general is in a, a massively positive place. And I think radio has a huge role to play in that. So, um, you know, I think it's it can sometimes be put into the traditional media front, which challenges us. And, you know, we all know that the decline of things like publishing and even the challenges around TV. But I think when you, when you place radio in, in that audio space and the... Uh, need states that audio fulfills for consumers i think it is in a really really good place and i think the opportunities for radio and indeed what our radio brands can do within the general audio space is massive okay so t- so talking to the guys earlier on one of the challenges that they they were kind of facing or that the kind of radio or, or audio is facing is that radio can be sometimes seen as old hat as in you know it's 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 grandad sitting in the corner there and yeah he's lovely and cuddly and all the rest of it but you know is he dynamic is he cutting edge would you beg to differ on that point uh, I can understand where it comes from, Andy. I think I think that traditional radio in the kitchen piece, you know, and and you know, it was always on and stuff. And I get that, but I think to be fair to the medium, it's adapted significantly, uh, and it probably doesn't always get the credit for that. But we also have to make sure we're we're shouting about the you know adaptions we've made. So you know, we've got youth radio brands that deliver a really really good service to you know that younger age demo. Yes, there's still the traditional stuff, and we do know it's it's a very popular companion for the you know, the older age demos, but I think, I think it serves a much bigger purpose than just that kind of cuddly ground in the corner. I can think it does a hell of a lot more than that. 
Okay, so you you represent FM 104, one of the, the leading brands, radio brands in, in the country and has been for a long, long time. Um, the challenges that you face from digital, how how do you manage those, Brian? When you say digital, Andy, you talk about the kind of, I suppose, the the big players, is it the Googles and Facebooks of this world? Yeah, yeah, and the, and the TikToks and, you know, the Instagram yeah. and all that type of stuff, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, they, you know, they're both a challenge and an opportunity, I think. So, I mean, clearly, we, we've seen an awful lot of money move uh, in their direction. I mean, digital obviously has grown dramatically in terms of advertising spend over the last number of years. But we also use those brands to build our own brands. So, I mean, we have um, within our, our media team, our head of digital, and our digital team work really closely with all those brands to promote our radio stations. Uh, we also create campaigns that encompass our radio stations and their social assets so i think there's benefit there i mean without a doubt they have some advantages in terms of data and um you know the the kind of i suppose time spent with them and stuff like that that we have to challenge obviously brands like tiktok you know attract an awful lot of young people uh, radio has been challenged in that area so i think you know for us it's about you know, using our TikTok presence, say for a brand like F104, to bring them into the radio station. So it's that's how we right. introduce them to the radio station because obviously we know there's a challenge of it not being the kind of traditional medium for them to go to as a first offering that it might have been when I was growing up. But if we can bring them through really, really clever content with the F104 guys on TikTok, they then have the potential to come listeners from there. Right, okay. And say, for example, obviously, look, you, you've been in the game a long time. Uh, trends and, and kind of innovations, uh, you know, promotions, spots, what else? You know, what, what works best, in your opinion, at the moment? I, I think it depends on the brand. Uh, but what I think, it, you know, what we're seeing, and it's clear actually from the Radio Centre figures as well, is that traditional spot advertising is under pressure and has been for quite a while but where we're seeing significant growth is in areas like digital audio and in areas like uh, creative solutions so you know those non-spot pieces that we've we've put together for clients and that for me is where where the real opportunities are and and that's where you know i think we continue to to grow as a as a medium so give you an example um you know i mentioned all the traditional fm brands we look after now but we have digital only brands like Talksport ireland where we were able to essentially bring a new product into the market um so we, we we saw during covid an opportunity to you know obviously if you remember back then all sport was paused and we had this be the solution mantra and that was originally about clients but it then became about consumers and we felt you know there's a gap here there's no saturday premier league anymore so we went to the Premier League and we said we'd like to buy the rights for Ireland and we'd like to broadcast them just digitally. And, you know, three years on, we've got a really, really successful radio product there that's created in Ireland. We use kind of commentary from our partners in Talksport in the UK. And, you know, that opportunity has brought us a whole new business stream. Uh, it's all digital. Uh, it's delivering audiences that some of our other stations can't deliver or don't deliver as much. So it gives us the opportunity to then target new clients as well. Super job, oh, and you're seeing a, you're seeing a return on that, obviously. So, absolutely, yeah, it's been it's been great for us, and and you know, similarly, I think I think the the, the big change is the, the you know technology and technology technological advances have given us the opportunity to be able to do those things now at a cost where we can you know make a profit and, and have them as successful businesses. Whereas previously, uh, I always go back to an example, Andy, many years ago. If you, I don't know if you remember the gathering, but. Um, I put together an idea about creating a, you know, global radio station for Ireland to showcase the best of Ireland, to encourage everyone to come back to Ireland for the gathering. And it was a brilliant idea. 
but the technology just didn't allow didn't it to happen at any yeah. sort of a cost that we could actually do anything with it. Uh, now we could do that very, very cost effectively, and we do it quite regularly where we create digital stations. Um, you know, we did one during the summer uh, for Pride, Pride Vibes, right. which uh, a real passion project of ours. But again, you know, something that only because of technological advances and because of more and more availability of digital listening allows us to do it. So there's a real opportunity within that for us to expand our product base. Finally, can I ask, has there been any particular campaign that you've been exceptionally proud of or you felt worked exceptionally well? Yeah, there's loads of them. Uh, as I said, we've got a brilliant team uh, creating brilliant campaigns on a, on a daily and weekly basis. Uh, probably a little bit of recency bias in this one, but we've, uh, we're just completing a campaign for Fulcher Ireland um, around staycations. And I think, you know, the best campaigns always service a need that, that's, you know, in the market. And, you know, we're, we're all aware that a lot of our hotel beds are being used to, um, to you know, house refugees at the moment. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefit in the fact of that to help the refugee crisis. But what it has done is it's provided a lot of challenges for those shoulder um, tourism businesses. So, you know, the likes of the tourist attractions, your Alwee Caves or your... Um, you know um the distillery down in cork which you know normally million, you know hundreds of thousands of hotel visitors would go to if those hotel beds aren't available people can't go to them so uh, we worked with fault ireland to create a staycation campaign where it was like have a holiday while you're in your own house so uh, basically what we did is we got our presenters to go out to all these different um, locations they basically you know, showcased them by video spoke about them on air we promotions to give away uh, opportunity in opportunities to visit these places on air and and you know um, vouchers for people to attend them and stuff and it was just a brilliantly rounded campaign that solved a, a problem uh, the client absolutely loved it the presenters and the teams around the, the stations absolutely loved it we were able to kind of showcase all different parts of Ireland that our networks cover, uh, showcase the best of Ireland and, and maybe have people think a little bit differently about their, their daily trips because we often forget the things that are on our doorstep, don't we? And this campaign reminded people of some of the, the brilliant things that are on their doorstep and that they could go and visit them and have a really great day, be it as a individual, a couple or as a family. I love that. The full 360 presenters getting involved, going out, reporting back via on-air and also online. Absolutely fantastic. Now... One of the names that all of our contributors have paid tribute to is Kieran Cunningham. Kieran is CEO of the newly formed Radio Centre Ireland. Kieran, what exactly is involved in your role at Radio Centre Ireland? Yes, I'm the CEO of Radio Centre Ireland. I started in January last year, and my, um, you know, obviously it's a very new um, venture. It's, it was only established last year. Um, and what it is, which was amazing really for the, for the sector, it had been talked about for many years, was the first time all radio operators in Ireland came together. That's both RTE and the independent sector to set up Radio Centre Ireland to promote the medium to, you know, advertisers and agencies alike. And I'm the first CEO and it's my job um, to run Radio Centre Ireland. At the moment, it's just myself. So it's a very small team of me. Okay. But over time, that may um, develop develop over time and we may have more people involved. But at the moment, it's, it's, it's my job to deliver the objective, which is ultimately to grow the share of revenue. It's very much a commercial um, venture with, with commercial objectives, which is to grow the share of revenue that radio in all its forms, that's including podcasting and streaming and audio, um, grow the share of the total advertising market and 
how to do that really is to un- unleash the power of audio because the power of audio is is really potent and it's to really ensure we unleash that power and remind and persuade both advertisers and agencies of its power. Are you directly involved in sales for stations or is that the the kind of the, the sales houses who we've been speaking to that look after yeah. that? It's the sales houses who do the actual selling. I don't sell at all. Um, I simply market the medium to to customers, mm-hmm. and then hopefully all boats or ships rise, and then it's up to the individual sales houses to fight their corner to get a share of, of the total. But I don't sell individually, but I'm just okay. promoting the medium uh-huh. to anybody who, who would be interested in, in using it. Okay. So obviously... I presume it's been a very busy year for you. Um, and, you know, what what has kind of, what has taken up most of your time over, over the past year, do you think? Yeah, I think the very first thing to do, Anna, was, um, was really my key objective, the very first, besides, you know, getting the brand up and running and, and all of that, and I'll talk about that in a second. But the very first thing was to establish the, the size of the market because, funny enough, before Radio Centre Ireland, Nobody really knew the exact size of of the audio radio market in Ireland. There was guesswork, um, agencies produced estimates, the Nielsen system, which is a very good system in some ways at, at, at giving the information at brand level, but it isn't great at giving you accurate figures for, 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 for a medium. So my first objective was, you know, in order if we're trying to benchmark and understand how well the medium is doing, we have to know where we stand. So um got huge help from all the radio stations and I built a system where each radio station, each operator would provide a great deal, you know, their own revenue, be it mm-hmm. spot revenue, be it branded solutions, which is, you know, sponsorship and branded content and digital audio. And they provide that detail to me and I only see that aggregate level. So I right. just see the total market and we were able to establish that in 2022, the market was worth 158 million. It was much higher than any estimate. It was about 30 or 40 million higher than any estimate that any other agency or other organization had. And it's very accurate. Wow. We break that down in terms of spot, which is, you know, about 70 odd percent of, of the total income. And then you have brand solutions and then you have digital audio. And we break it down in terms of what comes from agencies or comes from direct from advertisers. That was the first thing I really wanted to do to establish the size of the market and then benchmark ourselves against that in terms of growth into the future. I'm sure there were plenty of challenges in in just trying to get the radio stations as individuals to come together and probably a huge element of trust, I would presume, in in you know passing over that information to you. I'm sure I'm sure stations were kind of uh, kind of going all on the second here. Did you did you run into problems with that, or did everybody kind of buy into it straight away? They fairly put into fairly straight away, I think, and because it set up a system where each person couldn't see each other's revenue, and actually I can't even see individual revenues, people okay. understood that we needed to understand the size of the market. We were able then to provide commentary to the overall market, to agencies, to advertisers, to the general media industry, and it became a really big positive story that the size of the market was... Um, was so much higher than than people thought. And then we were able to measure in detail growth levels. So last year, the you know, the market, the sector grew by nine percent, total advertising only grew by two. What a great story that is in twenty twenty two. Yeah. You know, everybody working together is delivering on our objective. We're going way ahead of the market or gaining market share from other media. And then Jan to June this year, in a much tougher environment, 
you know, radio and all its forms grew by 3% and the total advertising market was down 1%. So again, it's growing a share ahead of ahead of the, the market. And, you know, that's what we're trying to achieve, all working together. And then now at least we have measurement and systems in place to, to make sure we're measuring how well we are, how well we are doing. So there was, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of blockage. And I think what happened before, the reason it's only come about now was there wasn't a radio center Ireland, so there wasn't, a, you know, a resource dedicated to doing these types of things. And before it was kind of left to people trying to do it on a part-time basis, and it could never could happen. I was simply building a system that gave people security that their revenue wasn't being shared, but the benefit of knowing the size of the market, and also for each individual station to benchmark their own performance versus the market. Yeah. So you, your kind of your background is is agency. Yeah. Yes. Am I right. Okay. So obviously, you know, you were looking at the radio industry, kind of going, "Oh, yeah, there it is over there," and you know, booking campaigns or whatever it was through whatever means on on whatever stations. Have you learned anything about radio? And I'm sure you have learned <laughs> learned lots. But is there anything in particular that has stood out for you that you went, "My God, I never knew that before," as regards radio and where it's at in Ireland? Um, I was always a huge fan, and when you work in an agency, you do really understand the the me each medium very well. It's it's your job, so I you know I had a huge regard for for the medium. I suppose without there wasn't probably a lightning bolt moment. I suppose the more I think about it, the more I really deeply feel passionately about the power of the medium and how brands and advertisers are not leveraging that, leveraging that power to the extent they should. I think that's really, really um, hugely important because yeah. they, um, you know, I, I don't think they are leveraging to the power that they should. Um, and the, an example of that is um, if you take the United States, um, you know, Procter & Gamble, the biggest advertiser in the world, have made a strategic decision to invest in radio. And the reason they've done that, they've seen their their reach decline through TV. So they've seen audiences decline in TV over a number of years. And they're saying, like Procter & Gamble are all about reach because their products tend to be purchased by many households. So they said, we need to reach so many people. We can't do it as efficiently as we used to through TV. We're going to make that strategic decision to invest in, in radio. And now Procter & Gamble in the US are the biggest advertiser and radio in, in the US, which wow. you know, they never used to be. They were way down the pecking order. And P&G don't make decisions lightly. They no. don't make decisions on a whim. They're very data-driven. They make decisions very deliberately. Yeah. And about three or four years ago, they strategically decided to um, to invest in, in audio. So, so I'm really passionate about it. And then there was a webinar last week, um, called Leveraging the Power of Sound. And I had two speakers, Paul Durbin, who's the CMO of the National Lottery, soon moving to a new role, and Ralph Van Dyke, who's uh, the most award-winning creative and audio director. And they were talking about the power of sound and how you can use radio and sound to really develop long-term brand-building equity over time mm-hmm. and saying that... Um, the brands are not really probably giving it the focus it deserves. Do you see, we'll say with the Radio Centre Ireland, the are there challenges, are there external challenges that you kind of you have to fend off or defend yourself against on a regular basis? 
There's two big challenges. One, advertisers and agencies have huge choice. The choice is incredible. Having been in agency land for 30 years, it's a tough out business to be in and they've so much choice now where to spend money, where to spend the marketing budget. There's so much choice that I think a big challenge is to making sure you're getting your fair share and, and, to, and to stand out amongst the choice. And the second big probably barrier is, you know, what's called unconscious bias. And, you know, and the ages of people, well, I've talked about this before, most ages of people are, are, are quite young. Yeah. There's, also, there's also Dublin-centric bias towards the people who work in agencies. And also all the research has shown that people who work in media agencies consume digital media much more than the average person. They're, because of the nature of what they do, they're into it. So yeah, of course. they're forced to go onto Twitter now, X, forced to use TikTok. And sometimes they reflect their own media behavior in terms of targeting other people or, or, or you know, deciding how to invest their, 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 their advertisers' um, budget. That's not often the case. So there tends to be an unconscious bias. They tend to underestimate what we call old media, TV, radio, etc., and overestimate the, the, the new media, the TikToks and the the, you know, the metas of this world. So I think that's a big challenge to be connected with the young people. Having okay. said that, I do think audio has become, it's kind of a sonic boom going on the last few years. It's becoming quite a sexy uh, medium again wow. with the advent of earbuds and, you know, 3D audio and immer- immersive audio. It kind of has become cool and podcasts and streaming have made it um, interesting again. So I think, I think the future is bright, but there is obviously challenges there. So, what have we learned? The future is bright, but there are challenges there. Kieran Cunningham from Radio Centre Ireland, and also featuring Kieran's cat, uh, who we didn't get the name of, but nonetheless, I'm sure if you listen closely enough, <laughs> you'll hear him in there somewhere. Okay, that's it for Radio Talks for this episode. Uh, thank you very much indeed to Brian McCarthy. Thank you to Nicola Murphy and also Andy Mackin from Media Central as well fascinating fascinating and you know as we mentioned earlier on uh, there's a lot going on but a lot more a lot more has to go on as well that's it as I say if you'd like to get in touch please email us at info at learningwaves.ie and uh, we'll get back to you ASAP my name is Andy Matthews Hannah Casey produced the podcast and the podcast series and that's it for this episode do take care and talk to you soon to get in touch Email us at info at learningwaves.ie.